Last time on Dice Funk, Gov. Are you in? Are you in our horse? I am in the horse. Yes. How did you get in the horse? The quarry, the nightmares of evil. They have gotten your scent, and they make moves to infiltrate village. You know who has lots of tentacles and appendages? Neelith. Yeah. Are you trying? You think I should take Neelith on a date? You don't. You wouldn't even need two. You wouldn't even need two Neeliths. You just need one. (laughs) (laughs) One Neelith is enough to hold all your hands. I knew Master Voya. She did not tell me she was leaving, but many people seem to believe she told you. I remember Potter and Gigi both uh, questioning me about what had happened for an extensive period of time for what felt like weeks. I don't know what the genius is. Oh, surely in their workshop. What is the Good Neighbor Initiative? That is classified. Yes, initiate the Good Neighbor Initiative. Um, Yeah, there's a farming robot, there's a cooking robot. You see one which has like uh, combs and uh, scissors and a disinfectant spray. You see one which is covered in like uh, thimbles and needles and swatches. At a glance, I assume they're all sort of wandering in the direction of their respective buildings that they might correlate to. (sighs) Governor Gigi, is uh, everything all right? Lo and behold, my star pupil has returned to the village. Helsingin, you friend. I've heard so much about you. Just like, hey everyone, stop talking. I'm gonna introduce myself now. I'm taking control of the podcast. Oh shit. That's a fun persona. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. That's great. Oh no, someone on this co- podcast with confidence. Ah. <laughs> we, we, we've been invaded by confidence. This is a travesty. Oh no. <laughs> Over time, all the players become flanderized. Like everyone, you know, oh, everyone starts off kind of like a well-rounded, nuanced person. At by the end, it's just like Lauren's always high. Chris is mean to me, and then <laughs> if you just start off at a hundred, just being like, "This is my show. Shut the fuck up. I'm here to take names." There's nowhere to go but up. Well, welcome to my regime, everyone. Um, I, I hope you'll worship me, your benevolent dictator, on this podcast. Um, I'm Sophie. I'm at Vema Sophie on Twitch and Twitter, and Curio Vids on Patreon because I'm Curio on YouTube, where I make video essays. I'm currently uh, in the middle of putting out one about the Matrix sequels and why they're good. Actually, I know. Hot take. Go check it out. It's a good video. <laughs> Does it include the Animatrix? Yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Hacker voice. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
This is a fun, fresh change of pace for me because the kind of uh, route everyone on this to- show takes when they join is that they're like a centrist lib, and I slowly <laughs> pull them left over many seasons. But you're just start. You're already there. You're you're Austin, full, full communist. Austin, how dare you suggest I was ever a centrist <laughs> lib? I mean, listen. Okay, of all of us currently here. Uh, Laura was the one that made a meme of being depraved by the suggestion of what a centrist lib health system would be back in season four. We all saw <laughs> that horror. It's it's, it, it's not my fault. I didn't know that if a cop shoots you in America, you still have to pay the bill for that. <laughs> Even if you did nothing I mean, just, wrong. It, I should have known that. No, 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 not only that. Uh, hospitals will turn you away if you have a gunshot wound. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay, I'm taking notes here. I'm going to give everyone more more general geopolitics. You're going to learn a lot about uh, Eastern Europe. And um... <laughs> here's my character, Bakunin uh, Lenin. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> please, please, Kropotkin. Anyway, um... <laughs> so uh, welcome to me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi Sophie. Hi. Great to meet you all. This is a D&D podcast. We occasionally play that here. <laughs> this is a communism podcast now, baby. <laughs> all right. So, Sophie Curio on YouTube, links are in the description. All the ways to support you are going to be there for the audience. Click on click on the links. They'll take you there. That's how they That's so works. convenient. You almost can't afford not to click on them. You're really losing out. If you think about it, it's a detriment <laughs> to you spiritually, psychologically, and socially not to click on the links. The opportunity cost of not clicking on it is severely worse than actually clicking on the links. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, everyone is uh, ethically obligated to do so now. We're dealing with a trolley problem at this point. If you missed out on Dogecoin, don't miss out on Sophie's links. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, Steve, where did the story leave us? What was occurring? Well, last we left this adventure, we had all invested heavily in Ethereum. Easy mistake to make. Um, no, actually, uh, where we need to go from Sophie's personal introduction is the introduction of your character, who is at level seven, Ooh. and you have some stuff that you need to share so we can set the scene, because you have arrived in town. Um, yeah, so Philippa is an, a snowy, um, Philippa is a snowy owl aracocra, um, and she's an anthropologist, so, uh, like, bookish and academic would be the first kind of thing I'd, you know, uh the way she is but she's a druid um but the way i, I f- conceived it is like she was raised druid it's like it's it is her religion it does give her magic powers it's 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 there and it's a part of things but like you know what she really cares about is is studying cultures and learning about them um and she's a uh, a circle of the shepherd druid because uh her other big big passion is animals so at level seven, you know, they gave me the ability to like be able to just talk to any animals and like not not as an action, but just it's something I can do. Um, I can wild shape, but it's not really like a, it's not as useful a combat thing. I've got more spells for that, but um, you know, maybe I can I don't know, be a fly, a literal fly on the wall if we need to spy on something or something. I don't know. <laughs> but between our two characters being able to speak to animals and speak to plants, we've got the whole existence covered. We can talk to anything now. <laughs> I saw a very interesting tweet from the fandom, and it was a picture of someone saying that if they cast Raise Dead and speak to plants, you could speak to furniture. <laughs> that it, it went viral, and I'm the enough of rules already to be like that won't work 
because of how Speak with Dead specifically works. And that's how we're, why we're going to kill your character off so you can't tell us it doesn't work. <laughs> Are we not allowed to do it because it would be wrong and horrifying or because <laughs> we literally can't do it? If a D&D rule is broken and Skitch isn't around to hear it, does it even make a sound? <laughs> the, the, the specific reason is that Speak with Dead works only with basically corpses that have like heads and mouths and such. Um... Not not to get onto a tangent, but Skitch, I will raise you this. What if someone carves a face and mouth into the chair? That, would, that that Someone has proposed that. My response to that is it's not a corpse at that point still. It would have to be like a tree that has a face on a it. A mutilated <laughs> corpse is a corpse. <laughs> well, the troubling implication here is that you could carve a face on a dead person. And that face could speak if you did raise dead. Exactly! <laughs> There's lots of little nuances with how rules as written operate. And so it all depends on the table ultimately. But that's also why, for example, like raise dead wouldn't work on furniture as well because it applies on creatures and furnitures aren't creatures. Well, what if... But what if the table was made out of a magical creature? Oh, God. Uh, well... I, <laughs> Then that point you're not applying on a you're not applying on a generic plant per se. You're applying on a creature that has been modified. But so if I took your body and I cut it up into pieces and then rearranged them into a different thing, you're dead. I can't reanimate you and talk to you. Yeah, yeah. There's there's other there's other stipulations that we can go deep and deep into. We've but seen like, a cool snowy owl. <laughs> There's, there's there's a reason why the term rules lawyer exists, and Sketch. it's because of Skitch. Skitch, there's a cool snowy owl here. I, I know, I know. My character is there. I'm just finishing something before we move on. new friends. <laughs> All right, we need to do a bonus episode that's just Mari and Skitch arguing. But before we get there, level seven, Aracocra, which is an anthropomorphic bird person capable of flying. I am a bird person. A person. Uh, snowy owl, uh, <laughs> yep. druid. What's the background? Yeah. Anthropologist. All right. And what else? Alignment? Um, I go, oh, geez. Oh, no. Did I even pick that? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, you good. failed. This is a test. <laughs> get, oh no! Get out of here. <laughs> uh, um, I guess like good neutral, but like uh, I don't know. If you haven't, it doesn't have to be set in stone. We are not a sh we are not a campaign that is like no, that's immovable. You must be that. I feel like neutral neutral good makes the most sense because she very much views herself as someone who is there to observe and not interfere too much, and like, but but also definitely like wants to be doing good in the world all right so when when we last left the adventure you arrived in town and the governor greeted you governor Gigi, and you two knew each other already and so yes. he was very excited to see you you've been chatting away but the players weren't privy to the details of that conversation Ozzy is the only one who's there he walks up so in character it is now time for introductions and role play so i'll step back the 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 opening image is the, the this beautiful village, uh, lightly dusted with the snow. Aze running across an open field toward the governor, who is talking to the mysterious newcomer. Uh, how does that look? Helsing, a new friend. I've heard so much about you. I'm Philippa, and my father was Yazi, and his father was Bob, and his father... Wait, you're not a frost giant. Sorry, it's a thing. We introduced the whole ancestry, and I've... I've been only around frost giants for a... About nine months? I... What's your name? 
Uh, <laughs> I forgot my name. Help! <laughs> Aze is struck. <laughs> the accent was too powerful. It is it's very powerful. I love it. I uh, feel like I've been listening to a, a really detailed catalog of your adventures, like a like an audio program of some kind. Like I feel like just I'm all caught up. Aze <laughs> mm. uh, just sort of blinks a few times at all of that, and then just gathers his composure, and then says, uh, "Indeed, uh, I'm Aze, the Mystic of Grendel, but." You, you said your name was Philippa. Yes, I'm Philippa. And my father was Yahtzee, and his father was Bob, and his... Dang, dang it. When was the when was the last time that you were in Grendel, Philippa? Oh, I guess I was here briefly, but I, I keep passing through, but only for like a day, because I'm going to different settlements to learn the way that they uh, exchange. My thesis is on... Um, Debt and um, uh, bestial economies. The way that beasts trade. Yeah, Gigi claps you on the shoulder and says, Zounds, my best student. So impressive at everything she tries. I, I have to say, you do seem familiar. I must have seen you passing by here and there when I was occupied with work around town over the past, well, several years at the least, but... What brings you here now? Are you just back from another one of your... Uh, back with your time with the Frost Giants, you were saying? Actually, um, the Frost Giants are very insular, and um, I've they sent me out because there's a, a sacred relic that they think is... They believe it may have been stolen by someone from Grendel, and... I volunteered to go and get it back for them because, uh, well, have you seen Frost Giants? They're quite big, and um, they wanted to come here and get it back themselves. Which, personally, I did not think was going to go well. No, especially if they had come on a day like today. Today's a day of celebration, and yet the mood is a bit stifled as is. Having frost giants show up would only make things even worse. But do you know of what relic they are searching for? Oh, I'll know when I'll know them when I see them. Uh, Governor Gigi, is there a place that Philippa will be staying during her time here? Oh, indubitably, she can be. She can set up in the old schoolhouse. I have no need of it anymore. I just got done telling her that I'm the governor now. Isn't that exciting? It's super exciting. Does the old schoolhouse have room for um, pets? And uh, she would gesture behind her, and there's like a, a big, fluffy, woolly, white sheep uh, plodding to catch up with her. <laughs> what are school children but unruly pets? <laughs> How true. <laughs> what? Okay, this is Austin now. I realize I could do this as, as Gigi, but I, Austin Yorsky, human man, am actually interested in the sheep. What's the sheep's name? <laughs> tell, me, tell me about uh, the sheep. I'm very excited. <laughs> the sheep's name is Noby. Like Noby Noby Boy? No, it's not. I, I didn't mean it as a reference to anything, but I. Uh, okay. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to excuse us. We do things a certain way. <laughs> um, what happened was uh, Philippa uh, found a sheep on her way to the Frost Giant village. 
and uh, uh, adored it in- instantly because she loves animals. And then when she got there, she found out that it was one of their herd and they were going to eat it. And so she made up a story on the spot that it was like a sheep deity reincarnated in mortal form. And then this both managed to get her to save the sheep's life and also got her kind of installed as their storyteller or um, scowled, I think it's called, uh, like in, in their tribe. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a native speaker of any of this this language group, <laughs> but I've watched the uh, History Channel show Viking, so I believe it is scald. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Documentary Ozzy. Vikings. Bonzi <laughs> <laughs> just glances at the sheep and then just sort of nods to Philippa and then remarks, well, we are at the back end of any festivities for Young Day, so it should be easy enough to to set up a home in the schoolhouse but as you mentioned the holiday uh there is a noise behind you of people uh not shrieking but yelling like what's that what's going on uh some general uh hubbub and to do in the village um as you see there are large figures moving in several different directions from where you're standing that you can see um i guess philippa would probably gasp because she's gonna think that's the frost giants yeah, yeah, I, they're they're not quite as big, but for, at this distance, they could easily be mistaken for frost giants. I think frost giants are like twenty feet tall. Right. These robots are more like ten feet tall, but at a distance, they're clearly very big. Well, now I know they're robots, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, one of them is coming in your direction. Actually, it's probably several of them because there there are thirteen of them, and they're spreading out throughout the village from a, a relatively central point. And so you can probably see a couple like on the horizon in different directions, but one's coming more or less near you, mm. um, and it it. It's very strange. Um, it has a number of visible like gears and pistons that are working, uh, spewing black smoke and dripping grease. Uh, it has what can only be described as like a stylized goblin face on the head of the robot. Uh, you wouldn't recognize who this is supposed to depict, but I think Ozzy immediately recognizes what is the kind of genius of Grendel grin mm-hmm. on this. <laughs> Um, and the, this robot that's coming towards you, it's not making a beeline as if to attack you, but it seems like it's going to come near you on whatever path it is currently going on. Uh, it is going in this direction with uh, two arms that catch your attention. One appears to be a giant pair of scissors, and one appears to be a straight razor. What is the genius up to with that? Just because <laughs> he looks at the head and sees a a the goblin face, and he mutters that phrase under his breath probably not loud enough for philippa to notice so philippa has the floor if they wish to uh save Gigi's life from this assaulting <laughs> mechanical well, frost giant when it when 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 ozzy looks back philippa's uh not where she was standing and uh then i guess maybe he'd look back again and she's like walking right up very briskly to the the robot and she goes hello are you friendly <laughs> that's great <laughs> Kill it, kill it with kindness. Kill it with kindness. <laughs> so these robots, uh, I'm going to be calling them good neighbors. That is the name of, of this class of uh, robot. Uh, the good neighbor does not acknowledge you uh, addressing it and just begins walking, but you're kind of standing in its path now, and it just walks through you. So you're going to, uh, let's see here. 
just take D4 damage as you are kicked. Only one, not bad. Uh, and so you don't get the sense that that was malicious, but also it, you're not getting through to it. Mm, okay. And it begins walking uh, kind of towards the edge of town. Um, you, you both have been here enough to know that that is generally the direction of the barber's uh, cave. That is Venta, who lives on the other side of a tarn, which during the, during the summer is a truly beautiful little mountain lake, but right now is mostly frozen over. If if Arze's first reaction to this is to not go check that the um that that Neelith's restaurant is okay, she's gonna be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the robots get the restaurant. Um <laughs> So I guess for just one damage, Philip has just got some feathers ruffled and she's uh looking across to Arze. She's like, Is this one of your friends? He's really rude. Uh-huh. <laughs> not exactly, though I'm fairly certain. Which villager is responsible for this? Uh. Egads! The barbershop is an important source of revenue. Moistwatch, apprehend this ne'er-do-well! Uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, you're looking at one half of the dry watch here, Gigi. So I can do what I can, but... Aze then takes, like, pauses and looks to see if he can glean any other, like, features of the other good neighbors, even from a distance, to see if there's other defining features on them. Yeah, you see in the distance, there are these 10-foot-tall uh, steampunk robots walking all over the village now, and the ones that are coming in this direction have distinctive features. Um, like, there's one going towards uh, Neelith's restaurant that has, like, a spatula hand and a cleaver hand. There's one going towards the farm, which has, like, a rake hand and a shovel hand, etc., etc. So, Philippa would go, um, um, do you need backup for your dry itch? Uh, <laughs> what was it you said? <laughs> the gov- I am I'm part of the 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 town guard group known as the Moist Watch here. It's called that for reasons that are both obvious and overly technical. The- the, the the name Moist Watch becomes infinitely more amusing now that Arze is having to straight face explain it. <laughs> uh-huh. I, she'd be like, uh, I love overly technical reasons. At this point, the, the governor is seeing you explain the Moist Watch to Philippa. Uh, he, he looks around and just like, uh, he goes, I will do my governorly duty and protect the citizens. And he tackles uh, the sheep to the ground and tries to cover it with his body. <laughs> Thank you, he's very anxious. He needs that. Aze, do you think we should guard this or something? If you're a guard? Were you hoping to basically do those videos of kicking the Boston Dynamics robots? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, basically, yes. (laughs) In that case, I would probably go more... Oh, jeez, all my attacks are animal-based, and this is a machine... Oh god, what have I done? Um, no, I probably would want to like summon something. Um, <laughs> oh jeez. Um, yeah, this is an interesting case. This, we've never in the history of this show, which I believe is entering its sixth year, have ever had two player characters who are the same class. And the fact that you're druids in the middle of a robot arc is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Go, go leaves. Go, go small animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I, I, think, I think the... What is it? Um, the one that allows you to... With Conjure Animals, I could summon... Um, let me just see about this. Four giant goats? <laughs> 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 I'm just picking off a list here. Um, 
Beast is unfortunately not a generic term. It is like a specific class that some of them fall into. Laura says, having once summoned a dragon with this spell. <laughs> I mean, I I asked permission very nicely. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, here, here's one thing you could do. You could summon eight horses to try to block its path. Yeah, I would actually, I'm going to, I... I was considering the horses, but I think I'm actually going to... Oh, shit, I could do eight. That's a good point. I was about to go with four bears, but I could actually, yeah, like eight horses is more. So I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with eight uh, horses. All right. So paint paint me this picture. So uh, the governor (laughs) tackles uh, Noby Noby, the the sheep. (laughs) I don't mean to disrespect your name. I know it's Noby. It's just there's an instinct in me. I want to say Noby Noby. And just like uh, gets lost inside the woolly coat while you two stand there for a moment debating about what to do. And then paint me the picture of uh, Philippa's first on-screen spell. So um, then I'm just going to check if there's any kind of... um... Yeah, so I, I summon fae spirits that take the form of these beasts. So what I'd actually be doing, I think, is uh, like leaping up, and with with her wings, she would sort of gesture, and it, it like brings forth these creatures as if they're like uh, almost flying from her, right? Like they're 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 appearing out of thin air as these spirits, and then those spirits themselves turn into uh, these animals. So like eight. Fae spirits, uh, yeah, like materialize with this gesture from her wings, and then like then from materializing, then turn into eight uh, horses, and then they would they are like charging the robot in a line. So, what is your spellcasting focus as as a druid? You have you know various herbs and berries and so forth on you. Do you have any particular magical item? Philip has a staff of flowers, so that like when it uh, sort of as she goes like using it as a walking stick. It's like sprouting flowers, but like that's also her focus, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this now. Sap of Flowers is a canonical. That's not something you made up. It's a canonical <laughs> yeah. device. <laughs> yes, it is. I do want her to be very, very, very queer and soft and cool, but like this is a thing that already exists, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, you hold up your staff, you spread your wings as you take to the air and uh, spirits come out of your wings and take the form of horses and they all begin running yeah. at the good neighbor who does not react immediately. It does not like, oh no, horses, my one weakness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've picked a bad animal <laughs> <laughs> but the horses i think like cut off the good neighbor and it so it stops and like buffers for a moment uh as if it's like trying to load because it, it's a it's a steampunk medieval robot this is not it's not running the latest operating system mm-hmm. so i will say there's a moment here before i will say what it does next where you have the advantage to do something else uh i could use create or destroy water one of my spells because i just thinking again about the metal robots maybe this would did you say they're steampunk uh yeah that's uh, that was more of an aesthetic decision than uh i'm just imagining like dumping a ton of cold water onto a steam operated thing might really mess with its system or it might give it more liquid with which to make steam (laughs) (laughs) okay so like maybe philippa is just sort of circling in the air a little bit and she's just like hey Aze, i have a cool idea but i'm not sure if it's going to work anyway basically i can come and i can summon a bunch of water and it might work but it also might make the situation worse and she's just going she's just sort of circling while weighing up this thing it's really like throwing her off i don't know is it gonna i don't know Aze is going to approach the the good neighbor uh, at, at a jog and at the very least see if he can find a way to disarm like it, it, it is are their hands holding the scissor and like the straight razor or is it like are its hands the scissors and straight razor is my question 
The latter, yeah. Oh gosh! So you can't even You're disarm have it. To literally easily. disarm it. <laughs> Aze, Aze will try to talk to it, and um, and and he's going to just assume that he's talking to the genius directly, even though he's not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what your plan is, but there's this all seems a bit frivolous. What what are your intentions here? And then he even just re- tries to reach out and grab at one of the arms of the good neighbor to, you know, pull at it. Yeah. So it took a moment to buffer because horses blocked its pathing. I don't know if you know about like AI in a video game, but it has to mm-hmm. repath because yeah. of an obstruction. Mm-hmm. And then using that moment, you start talking to it. And once again, it does not acknowledge you. Uh, and it's it stops buffering uh, and steps over the horses and continues going towards the cave. I think accidentally uh, kicking. Let's see here. Uh, oh, boy. I rolled four. Four horses go flying as it kicks them. Uh, trying to step over them, uh, so that that's bad. You summoned eight, right? So you have four horses left because they kind of get ejected from their horse form back into like fae spirits that go back to your staff. Um, I would like to try and get, try and attack it in a way that would like open it up. Um, so like, if I could try and like slash at it with uh, my scimitar or like I'm 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 specifically aiming to like open and expose its internal workings mm-hmm. yeah so i think what you're looking for here is we'll do we'll do a strength contest of you to try to pry a panel off it with the scimitar oh, okay. that you have on your body <laughs> my strength is very low but um okay <laughs> yeah um yeah so bird, i've got bird bones comes up a lot because we've had a number of aracocra on the show before oh, we geez. always discuss how hollow their poor bones are mm-hmm. <laughs> i botched i botched i botched so so let's see let's see how philippa does yeah i got a 19 i uh, i super super duper botched so describe <laughs> a revealing the scimitar which as an anthropologist visiting your old teacher <laughs> it's just i don't something- think it's just something D and D Beyond gave me. Yeah, I think I have. I, like, I think that Philippa, like maybe uh, this was like uh, sort of concealed in her garments a little bit, whatever. So it, it wasn't super obvious. Maybe it's something she picked up on her travels with other places. And yeah, she just sort of um, swishes open her cloak or her yeah, like her her her, her overcoats or whatever, and uh, reveals this scimitar that's been hanging from her belt, but like hasn't has been hidden up until now. And I think gets the hooked end of it and tries to get it under some kind of um, um, paneling or wherever there's any kind of leverage could be had, and then like levers against it to like sort of crowbar open the 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 good neighbor. Yeah, so you you've swooped down out of the sky, jam your scimitar in an uh, exposed uh, you know gap between two panels. With my botch uh, and your nineteen, <laughs> you effortlessly pry it off, and you know the the oh, rectangular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the plate goes flying and lands, sticks into the snow like a knife. Nice. Uh, and there's uh, inside an exposed whirring gyrometer of some sort uh, with technology, which is completely alien to you. But I think Aze, having spent a lot of time with the genius, would be like, oh, God, one of these fucking things. <laughs> Are there pistons and like steam um, things specifically? Because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm with my dis- creator destroy water here, but I have a different tactic now. I think I could destroy the water and just leave it with nothing to operate on. Yeah, t- pay me that picture. I botched, so you have me. You have me. 
Okay, nice. Um, yeah, so destroy water. Um, so the reason I was opening up spe- specifically was that it said uh, you can destroy wa- up to 10 gallons of water in an open container within range. Um, so I, that's why I was kind of, you know, I want to open it up and then it's kind of exposed to me. Um, so I kind of think maybe uh, Philippa would have landed on it slightly to in order to be like prying it open but then like jumps back as this happens and like whips her staff around to uh cast destroy water and um just everything dries up in there (laughs) drying out that boy you just vaporize the coolant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. steam begins shooting out from beneath each of the plates on this thing's body uh and it begins shuddering but it's still trying to walk towards the cave but it's it's clearly breaking down and so i think you you know you jump away from it you do evaporate destroy the water and coolant system and maybe land next to aze and the governor and you watch it take a couple shuddering steps before falling to its knees and then he's all dried up and she looks like she wants a high five Uh, there's a there's like a pause like a a beat before ozzy like just lifts up a hand to receive the high five (laughs) do we have to roll for high five (laughs) i mean if you want but it's i don't think you have to but you can't high five roll to high five no (laughs) introduce the concept of a botched high five just roll just roll flat d20 come on oh my god is is this gonna be are we each rolling off at the same time i got a 12 and ozzy got a five so oh no ozzy's a less impressive side of the high five here (laughs) Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. He's re- he's reluctant to do it, right? So, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that was very impressive there, Philippa. At least it looks like there's a way to stop these entities from getting to wherever they're trying to go. Yeah, it has fallen dramatically to its knees in the in the th- the thin snow on the ground. It's like a uh, scissor arm stuck into the ground. It's straight razor one like lying at a strange angle to its side and its head like lolled back as if staring up into the sky and it stops moving. Uh, it's still smoking lightly um, and it does not appear to be a threat anymore. So the uh, the summon creature spell will run out and the horses will slorp back into your staff. <laughs> Cool. Uh, they make they make that noise now canonically because I accidentally said "slorp" on on the mic. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you both look to the governor to see what to do next, and you find he has fallen asleep on top of Nobi, who's very soft. Nobi is very cuddly. Yeah, that's that's canonical. Mm-hmm. The governor is drooling on him. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe watch a bit of ah. Oh, Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that your uh, your sheep will be safe here? He loves when people do this. I, it'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. Very well. Let's uh, see what we can do about the rest of these machinations. I've heard about your friend um, with the restaurant. Should we check out the restaurant? Indeed. Let's head over to the wine and dine flayer and see if. Make sure that it's in working order. Thank you for not only respecting the restaurant, but remembering and respecting the puns. Thank you. <laughs> so last we left Neelith, you were in the workshop of the genius of Grendel. Oh. Uh, you asked me if you could investigate this place more thoroughly after uh, activating the Good Neighbor Initiative. And I told you, sorry, Laura, the episode's over. But now it's not <laughs> over anymore. And we're recording it. So you can actually do that now. 
Also, I'm very glad that other people are checking on my restaurant. I should really do that, but I'm very glad that Arze is such a good friend I can rely on them to do it for me, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, roll me that investigazione. Oh, rolls. Those can go badly. Oh, no. What's the worst that could happen? You've already unleashed the robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, could, I could botch and unleash more robots. <laughs> no, I crit. Holy Do I put shit. the robots back? I put the robots back in the box. The most dangerous thing that you can ask Laura to do, Austin, is roll, because she's just going to roll natural 20s or other high numbers and just destroy whatever challenge you're setting up for her. So Neelith just calmly puts the robots back in their box, and then we all have tea. <laughs> You find a big button labeled Bad Neighbor Initiative. <laughs> you watch it and they all go back. <laughs> the only thing that can stop a good neighbor. <laughs> the gun is a bad neighbor. Oh, no. Oh, God. <sighs> uh, so, Austin, what, how do I break your puzzle? Yeah, okay. So, f- there's a couple of things I want to establish up front. One is that the mystery of what happened to the genius of Grendel is the focus of this arc, and it also has a definitive answer. Chris and I have recorded all the stuff leading up to this. So I I actually know, and you're going to be uncovering it, which means that, and also the audience will hear that at some point. I'm not going to, there will be more Chris Larios content for you to enjoy. But, uh, so we're going to be uncovering that for this arc. Uh, and so some of the things I'm going to say to you, you're going to be like, Austin, that's a really weird thing to say. And I just want to impress upon you that it's not going to make more sense, but it's going to make Chris sense. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if if Chris is going to leave breadcrumbs, they're going to be Chris breadcrumbs. So I'm not improvising something stupid. Chris made a joke and I have to live with it. So here's what happens with a crit, is that you look around the workshop and you find a, a, a door down to a basement, basically a sub-workshop. So I don't. I should not use the word "sub" in front of some of you. I, I you can't. You can't unsay it now. We all know that it's a sub basement. So you're going into his sub dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dungeons and dungeons and dragons. It's different <laughs> meanings. Uh, so I think uh, with your crit, you find a key in here. Uh, although the genius wouldn't use something so simple as a key. It's probably like there's a potion that's labeled key, and you pour the potion on it, and it unlocks. No, no, no. It's. It's um, it's a firework or some kind of explosive that you have to put in the lock and then just like light it and step back. Yeah, you cherry bomb the lock off of this uh, <laughs> secret door down to the basement where the good shit is kept. Uh, it is dark down here. Do you have dark vision? I I do have dark vision. Yeah, hell yeah. So this this dark laboratory underneath uh, the genius's workshop is it's all of its secrets are open to you now. Uh, the main thing you see in here is uh, there's only one word for it, and that word is obelisk. There is an obelisk in the basement. Oh! Uh, it it has the genius of Grendel's face on it, like of most it does, like most of their inventions. Also, there are some discs on the floor, uh, almost like tops, like playing tops. What happens if I try spinning one? Uh, they scream. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, add three. I stop it spinning. <laughs> they go ah. Uh, feel free to add those to your inventory. Uh, three genius of Grendel bl- Beyblades. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is what they're gonna be. Uh, they are so they have more effects besides screaming, but you will need to uh figure out what they are by using them uh contextually. But you have you have found the two important things that have been left for you here. 
I hope you understand that I have literally put them in my character sheet as three genius of Grendel Beyblades that scream if you spin them. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted you to write down. Or perhaps more accurately, that's what Chris wanted you to write down. And we've made their dreams come true. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> so, three Beyblades in an obelisk. Uh, my new sitcom from Chuck Lorre. How, how big of an obelisk is this? I hear obelisk, I think, very tall. Like, yeah, it's like huge. the whole room. It's like the the monolith from uh, Space Odyssey. Oh. Okay, and I have this in my inventory now, this very big stone obelisk. No, 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 the obelisk is not going anywhere. The obelisk is wired into the building. Okay, okay, are there any, like, pressable buttons on the obelisk? Can I interact with it? Yeah, I think there probably are some buttons and some slots for things. Uh, and you probably can push some of them, and it'll beep and whir. But whatever you need to do with it to do what it was designed to do, I just said the word do like six times. <laughs> In order to operate this thing the way it was intended will require more specific knowledge, but you know it's here, and you know you can do something with it. So you're like two-thirds of the way there. Does it have Beyblade slots? It does It does not. No, the Beyblades are kind of oh. a separate thing that Chris made. <laughs> I just I just want to put screaming Beyblades in an obelisk. <laughs> uh, do I see anything else down here? Do I see like any signs that the genius has um perhaps packed up to leave or left in a hurry conversely? Uh do I see like a like a goodbye note or anything? That's a very fair question, and I will say uh, with a crit, no. You don't see any signs that they like were left in a hurry, that there's anything uh, strangely disturbed. You see signs of an experiment, so you assume the genius is experimenting right up until the point in which they stop communicating with other villagers. Um, so that's what I'll give you. There isn't uh, any indication that something untoward happened beyond the natural chicanery of this character um but yeah the obelisk the Beyblades, the good neighbor robots um and just just a general uh, mess of experiments here is there an instruction manual for the good neighbor robots uh no that's very funny though um you have everything that's to be gained from here and there's probably a little bit more you need from somewhere else is what i'll say yeah i probably need to to come back to this once i have like the correct thing in my inventory to click X on Y to progress the point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, K King's Quest got a little weird when they started building goblin obelisks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Ultima, Ultima went weird like in game one because you had spaceships and stuff in game one of Ultima. Uh, <laughs> see, uh, what, I, I do, uh, what I don't know yet is that I need to attach the rubber duck to the fishing line and then attach that to the obelisk. Yeah, and then it turns out the Guybrush uh, Threepwood is actually in the obelisk, it's a, it's actually a carbonite chamber. Mm, ah, that would make sense. I'm, I'm glad we got the rights to have that crossover. <laughs> it's amazing what happens, you know, when you get a little notoriety. So, uh, the Lucas Arts folks are in my basement. Um, so do you do you go back to uh, the town square to see the rest of the Young Day celebrations? Uh, where do you think you go after this? Because you have successfully investigated the hell out of this place. One hundred percent. As soon as this is done, uh, Neelith is going to head toward the restaurant and just double check that the seemingly, uh, maybe hopefully benign cooking robot isn't going to completely destroy the restaurant. So that's when Philippa uh, will meet 
Neelith is you chasing after uh, the good neighbor with the spatula hand as it lumbers towards the wind and dined flare. Uh, you're both running across the village and you see each other from a distance. Neelith, you're focused on the robot. Uh, Philip and Oz, they see you, your tiny little squid face pulling you quickly after it. And that's the, the vision of this meeting. Paint me the picture of this. Oh, hello, new friend. You must be Neelith. Um, I'm Philippa. My father was Yazzie, and his father was... Bo- Wait, no, you're not a frost giant. This is great. No, no, I'm not. That is that is great. Uh, hi, lovely to meet you. I need to make sure that thing's not going to smash up my robot. Uh, also, <laughs> smash up your robot. The restaurant's not going <laughs> to smash up my robot. No. <laughs> uh, and Aze, um... The, the genius is not in the basement of the house, but I did find screaming Beyblades. I'll show you them later. They, they're terrifying, but... Oh no, Beyblades are canon. Mm. Oh, they've been canon. <laughs> Beyblades are canon. I'm pretty sure that in one of the seasons where we had uh, trading card magic... Um, oh god. ...that we made Beyblades canon. I used a trading card to summon a big Beyblade. <laughs> Incredible. That, it, that is the case. We did, we did talk about this. I, th- I think we actually mentioned... Mentioned the whole Yu-Gi-Oh wizard thing that Lord played. Sorry, yes. Beyblades are not canon. Bay blades. Yeah, they're bay. It's B-A-E blades. Wow, the puns really just don't stop. (laughs) When Chris invented them in the episode we recorded together, I did point out that technically Frank Westerly is the inventor of the (laughs) Beyblade, and the genius is just the rediscoverer of the lost Beyblade technology. Uh... I'm pretty sure the genius has to have uh, implemented the screaming tech. <laughs> I, I will say that with all with, I will say um, if you're not ready for puns, uh, Laura and I are going to just make things even worse very quickly. I assume. So. I'm very sorry. I have an entire document dedicated to puns. Please forgive yes. me. My family is scouse. I'm ready for puns. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this well, robot, well, huh? While while these introductions are happening, Aze is like running over to try to put himself between the the neighbor and the restaurant as well as he can with his frail body, you know, to, to impede its movement as well as he can. I found a thing that works. They run on steam. If you can uh, open up his insides, I, I can dry him up. Uh, I, oh, steam, mmm. I can I can heat metal stuff up. Maybe get rid of all the all make the steam all happen at once by heating it up, and then there's no steam left to to steam with. That could that could work too. I'm very curious if it's going to destroy the restaurant or if it's going to be a new food based helping friend. I'm not sure which way it's going. I maybe it's here to help. Oh no, actually, I don't want it helping in the kitchen. It's not going to know my routine or my setup. Okay, uh, Neelith casts heat metal. <laughs> All right, so I have to make a save on that. Any creature in physical contact with it takes 2d8 fire damage. Um, there doesn't appear to be... Wow. Uh, if, a, if a creature is wearing the object and it takes damage, there's a save. No, this just seems like a really good spell to get used against a metal construct. So I think yep. you just... Yeah. You just own my bones. Rolled a 2d8 fire damage. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Uh, For those who keep track at home, this is... 
Laura getting her second win over Austin immediately. Uh, only five damage. Yeah. Okay. So you you catch up to the the good neighbor as Ozzy blocks its path, and you can you know run up, put your uh, frying pan up against its leg, and start heating it, and it starts making like a red mark, but then it pulls away. Um, and I think what it does is it scoops up Aze with the spatula and is going to attempt to flip you like a burger. Uh, <laughs> dexterity saving throw. Excellent. This is a, this is the content I signed up for. <laughs> that would be a four. Nah, ten damage as you get flipped ten feet in the air, turn 180 degrees, and then come down on your head. Aze lands just like full bodied. Like belly flop, just splat on the ground. Um, <laughs> just you get krillin for the third time. Oh my yeah, God. gosh. I mean, like Aze, Aze landing face down on the ground um, <laughs> is just a a mood, and this just is another mark of that tally there. Fantastic. How deep is the snow? Would 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 Aze be like uh, a Looney Tunes, just like imprinting into the snow? Like there's just little Aze outline. I, th- I think I think I think before last episode he got buried in snow, and then this one oh. just getting like just splat into the snow would be a pretty good aesthetic as well. I even forgot to roll for benefic or malefic for today, so oh. I don't think mm. you don't need to know. Aze will murmur to himself. Uh, as he lays face down and rolls a four on a d20, it's like, uh, th- today was supposed to be a benefic day. <laughs> All right. So you reach, you have three of those to use throughout the day, I believe? Correct. Yeah. Basically, it's it's sort of like a reactionary uh, bardic inspiration where I can say, hey, no, 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 you, you get a bonus d6 on that roll. How about that? So, and uh, those will come up when necessary. I would... I would. I can summon one giant constrictor snake, and I feel like stopping it. Right with with stopping it in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I do that. I summon a giant constrictor snake. Mm. Very much the same gestures as before. I'm making like a sweep with my staff, and, and from that, like as I'm spreading my wings, like uh, yeah, one this time just one phase spirit, but it's like larger and more powerful, and it it, it, it transform it elongates and turns into this uh, giant snake that I'm hoping will wrap around the robot to f- stop it. Yeah. So if you summon a whole ass boa constrictor, uh, I believe we can do a strength contest to see if you can uh, squeeze it. And to cause it to malfunction here, uh, the robots are very strong. Oh, beans. <laughs> I rolled a 20. Mm. Oh. Mm. I rolled a 16. Oh, no. Aze will invoke, while, even while in the snow, Aze will invoke the cosmological relationship benefit. So you can roll a d6 and add that to the result. That's a three. Oh, no, it's just one short. No. Oh, not enough. Uh. Now, we do have a bard on the scene. Have 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 bonus points. How do I do that? I can, <laughs> I can do that. Inspire um, my snake, please. Uh, have have a bonus d8 uh, to roll to try and fix that. Um, <laughs> mm, this this poses a this poses a problem. Neelith typically does this by preparing a person's favorite dish. <laughs> Neelith does not know this new person's favorite dish. Oh jeez. Uh, uh, what does Neelith do in this situation? Um. What's a surefire hit that will probably be good with anyone? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Um, because the alternative is either one meal that is going to be like no one could disagree with, or 
it's a little, like, the equivalent of those chocolate selection boxes, but for just, like, here's a bunch of different little small selections of things, do you want one of these? <laughs> I'm going to suggest that's, that that's what's being prepared, is the emergency lunch boxes offered, and it's opened up, and there's, like... There's like six or seven different very small portions of meals in there. Would one of these inspire you to do better? Everything's made of brains, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, explicitly or is not. Just in the okay, oh, okay. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's explicitly vegan alternatives to brains. <laughs> okay, um, but Philippa doesn't know that, <laughs> right? Yeah, Philippa is like absolutely astounded uh, and also like really just confused when offered this lunchbox all of a sudden, uh, especially because it looks like those little pieces of rain have been used for everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, not not all of the meals are, are made to look like imitation brains. Um, just, just a fair few of them. Um, and then she sees what's Philippa's favorite food? I don't know. Um, she sees a, a like a kebab skewer with like fr- you know. Roasted fruits and meats on it, like a little one, and she's like, "Oh, I love these!" and and picks that. Um, and it's great, <laughs> delicious. Uh, so you say, "I love that," and that causes the snake to get a third wind of strength and, <laughs> and crush so. the robot's spine. So, so between Ozzy like lifting up this star orb that gleams and <laughs> star patterns projecting themselves onto the snake. And you being like, oh, I love this. You get, <laughs> yeah. With, so there was a sixteen. The the boa constrictor was squeezing and not getting anywhere. I added three to nineteen against my twenty. That squeezes harder, and then you add two, twenty-one to twenty, and crunch something inside breaks as the like the boa constrictor gets around some important like uh, cords or something, and the thing falls over backwards. Um, and begin. It's it's still active and it's still like twitching and trying to move, but it's it's blue screening somewhere important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we like outside the restaurant? Yeah, like yeah, right outside. Ozzy put his okay. body in front of it. I think if you had failed this squeezing roll, we would have uh, started trying to defend the front door. Oh geez. Okay. Just in this mo- in this with the giant robot twitching on the floor, and Ozzy's in the snow, uh, and F- Philippa like bites one of the pieces off of the little skewer and then looks around and then goes oh like a mind flayer yes oh thank you yeah yeah i i worked so many really 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 bad brain puns to get to that one and i <laughs> i look it's a bad one but it's my bad one right Aze uh, <laughs> sits up in his like in his little pocket of snow that he's dug out with his face it rubs at his back. It's like I'm not sure what you're saying. All of your, all of your wordplay is as impeccable as your culinary work, Neelith. Hey, hey, hey! I take pride in my my creative use of words. Um, I I will have to at some point. I've I've, I've got a new one. I've got a new one. Aze, are you ready for it? Lay it on me. Neocortex and barbecue ribs. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no. Philip is like, that's not very good. I'm 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 not sure if my head is throbbing because of the fall or because of processing how succulent that wordplay is. Neo Neo you see, it's like neocortex and Texan barbecue neocortex and barbecue ribs. Hale runs by and he goes, 
Yo, what's Texas? And just keeps running. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Neo Texan, okay? It's it's Neo Texan. So we got Schmorida, <laughs> yeah, Fuscany, Neo Texan. Neo Texas. Neo Texas. You know? Neo Texas is about to explode. Yeah, Texas was destroyed by Akira, and now yeah. they live in Neo Texas. <laughs> Akira was a character in season five. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm just going to start naming uh, properties until I hit one that has not appeared in the show already. <laughs> it's not possible. Everything I've said, they were like, we've done that before. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I'm getting. Aze will force himself up and dust more snow off for himself before saying, uh, we've been told by Gigi to, well, stop these things. How many more of these are left, Neelith? Oh, um, I'm pretty sure there's one for for ev- everyone who's part of the the friend Voltron. Yeah, so you all start catching up, doing the exposition off screen, so you don't need to say everything I've already told Laura. Let's catch up with poor Mari, who's been brushing her teeth <laughs> for an hour and a half. Oh my god, <laughs> I've been brushing my teeth. I've been here. Well, listen, you, 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 listen, you're just getting ready for your date. Okay, that's fine. I wish I was going on it. Oh, yeah, my real... D- no, wait. Fake or real? <laughs> I don't know your life, Mari. You're just giving things away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mari, paint me the picture of this date. You took uh, Sun, Moon, Stars further up the mountain. Here's a f- Here, before I turn it over to you, uh, do you know how long it takes to scale Mount Everest? No. <laughs> Two months. Okay, well, it it's a lower cliff. Yeah. It's a lower... <laughs> The uh-huh. village is already high on the mountain, and it only took half an hour to walk there. But we were only gonna make it there because I was holding sun, moon, stars above my head because I'm supposed to pick up my dates. <laughs> and then we had a lovely um, meal together of random food items that I brought with me. I love the rotten fruit. Yes, has it fermented into alcohol? I'm not sure. I'm scared to check. And then Sun Moon Stars took me to a wonderful hand picking place where a group of people had frozen into a block of ice. Oh my but their God. hands were sticking out. So we took the hands and we stuck them onto my body so Sun Moon Stars can hold my hand at any angle. <laughs> and so you go on a romantic stroll through the frozen corpses. Dark. Also, that is kind of how Mount Everest do as well. So yes, that's actually where I got the idea from because they have all the dead bodies. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we're. This and is you also... said a bunch of people die on the mountain. You have to get them in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're still gonna go get them. We're just getting the hands now. This is such an educational show. I feel like people overlook that. You really learn a lot. I'm learning so much. Yeah, so now my body is flush with hands. <laughs> oh God, this is a lot. <laughs> What's your favorite? Do you like the big ones? The small ones? I wear the hands for you, Sun Moon Stars. Well, I'm a size queen, so. Ah, then this one right here on my hip. (laughs) She holds your hip hand. We all need Jesus so much. (laughs) There's no no forgiving what we've done here. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've created a very wholesome date. Made of pure intentions. Yeah. They're dead. They don't need the hands. I need them. Yeah. Because apparently sentients have a very high standard for hands. Yeah, I think someone someone started says, where did you hear that I like hands? Well, I I was speaking with the four-handed bird, and they said they wanted all of their hands full. And I thought, well, I guess more hands is better. 
and I only had two, but I can modify this. So I got I'm all the hats just for you. Marina looks like a bird to you. Yes. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> I got confused. I like this I confused much more. the different characters. Uh, it's, it's like it's, slime looks at slime looks at David Bowie and is like cockatoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also what does a bird look like? <laughs> I don't know. Who what are the chances of us seeing a bird today? Probably very low. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that slime has less, has has survived for thousands of years and never seen a bird. <laughs> <laughs> or been a bird. <laughs> what a time for Chris to quit the podcast, the leading conspiracy theorist, and our birds aren't real. <laughs> Sorry, I messed that up. I got confused. No, it's much funnier this way. It, I, 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 I think it's something that slime would legitimately just say. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bird. Why? They just are. I don't really have a specific thing for hands. I think the stereotype is that I would be into wings because of the angels in my family. <sighs> okay, I can no. get wings. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll go no. find some wings. <laughs> I was just sharing with with you. As, uh, no, I, as... I've ruined this. <laughs> <laughs> I can find, I can find wings. I can do that. I didn't realize you even felt embarrassment and humiliation and getting owned in front of everyone. The nightmare dream world really messed with me. Oh no. Tell me about that. Well, everything seemed like it was wet what it wasn't. And everything was into to, to interpretation. If you thought it, it was real. Nothing made sense. So it wasn't your nightmare so much as just the idea of subjective reality that shook you. Yes, subjective <laughs> reality. It was awful. I don't know why you choose to do it. I've never really thought, would I opt out of dreams? Probably not. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you see? All kinds of things. Sometimes I dream about characters from stories I like. Sometimes I imagine different butts. Different butts. <sighs> wow, me. The things you can learn about them. My butt? <laughs> things you can learn from them. Do you have a butt? I mean, the, obviously the corpse does, but I don't think of you, Slime, as having a butt. I can get lots of butts. Oh, I know you can, I can sweetie. Have all the, I can have every butt you can think of. Oh, no. <laughs> every butt <laughs> you can think of. <laughs> The fault in our butts, the romance coming to you. I point down to the village below. All those butts could be yours. All you would have to do is ask. It's it's the it's the it's the unreleased version of Chocobo's mystery dungeon. Instead of everybody, it's every buttsy. So you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Listen, I like you the way you are, which is to say, the way you're always changing. I don't want you to be anything specific. I just like. How you're always trying things and experimenting. With the hands? Sure. And with ah. the bodies, bigger, smaller, orc, goblin, elf. Ah. This is good. I also like to inhabit different bodies and see what they do. I know. You're very curious. I am curious. I want to know what your dreams are. Did you know that if I integrated with your brain, I could see your dreams? You're not going to feel self-conscious about all the butts I dream about? 
Maybe. But maybe you're supposed to do that. <laughs> so I think how this works is Aze, Philippa, and Neelith uh, ask around the village about where Slime went. You hear from the people who were at the the the, the Young Day tournament that Slime and Sung Moon Stars went up to the cliff. Mm-hmm. And you two arrive as they are mid-mind meld sharing butt dreams. Wait, all, all of us or just... Uh, I think all three of us, yeah. Yeah, all three of us. Keep in mind, I would like to clarify that if I mind meld, controlling their brain is optional, and I have opted not to, and to only access butt dreams. How very respectful. <laughs> you said before that as we were walking, they were filling me in on all of the uh, backstory so that we didn't have to do loads of exposition. So maybe like as we approach, Philip is going... Um, Oh, that's so interesting. My friend has an erotic fixation with the Krampus. She would have wanted to see that. Uh, It sounds strange, but it's very common among women, actually. (laughs) And then you you crest a ridge and you see this intimate uh, moment between these two characters. That's your introduction to Slime. (laughs) I... uh... I'm trying to think, because I think that Philip has, like, studied a lot of different creatures and how they act. Maybe seeing this, like, Philip would just be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, who covers Philippa's eyes first? <laughs> <laughs> I think she might just, like, she might immediately, like, clock it. I don't know if I need to roll for that, but, like, she might immediately get what's going on and be, like, embarrassed. <laughs> no, I think that's fun as a role play moment. And I also think <laughs> as, as this, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead, but I think as this uh, scene's going to end, Sun Moon Stars is going to walk over, make, make explicit, clear, sustained <laughs> eye contact and say, that was exactly what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, as, mu- as much as you can see it, uh, Philippa's like blushing. <laughs> okay. Like she sees this and she's just like, oh my goodness. Oh, um, maybe she like puts up one wing, like trying to bl- block her vision yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Slime, you integrate with some moon stars in a non-controlling way. You share ineffable subjective dream experiences. How does that make you feel? And how does it feel to be interrupted by your compatriots? I feel that I have appropriately felt the right amount of jealousy about butts. And then riding off of this new experience, I see an a bird person. What I had previously thought was a bird person was incorrect. This is a bird person. <laughs> I was mistaken. Oh, it's Marina. You know, the bird. <laughs> In a state of confusion, because I'm not used to dream logic, I ask, do you have a butt? (laughs) (laughs) I have all sorts of things. You must be slime. I'm Philippa. My father... My father doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) And I think she... I think she puts her her wings, like, her wings on her hips in, like, a triumphant pose. Someone... Somewhere miles away, your father sheds a single (laughs) figure. Oh, he's definitely yeah. dead. <laughs> oh, he probably. <laughs> Arakoko don't live very long. I, it's just true. Yeah, well, we haven't established this in, in game, but how old is, is Philippa? Like 21 or something, which is like nearly two thirds through the lifespan oh, of Arakoko. Oh, yeah. He's definitely dead. He, he dead. He dead. Um, <laughs> he been dead. <laughs> but yeah, uh uh Aze is like has his eyes cast aside all the while just until like 
things have gotten way less, uh, you know, uh, rude, rude to intrude upon. Sun Moon Stars offers you a hand. <laughs> offers Aze or? Yeah, just holds out a hand, just like a, a, offering someone a mint. L- like a snapped off hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Are you in the market for more bots? Um, I, I'm fascinated to know. Um, Indeed, I am in the market for more bots. Do you have bots? I only have mine, and I'm quite attached to it. But um, all right, well, keep it, keep it away from Sun New Moon Stars. <laughs> oh, um, okay, sure. And I guess she gets very pensive trying to decode that interaction. Uh. <laughs> Here's all you need to know about about slime. Um, zero subtext. Everything is exactly as it sounds. It's it's surface level all the way. Sun Moon Stars kind of whispers to you. Uh, slime says, "Have you ever had a body with a cloaca before?" I've never had. What what is it? I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. If they die, we can definitely get inside it. Because <laughs> I just feel like, hey, um, I don't talk about your junk in public. I'd appreciate if you didn't talk about mine. That's very rude. Noted. I will no longer do it. I also ripped off my junk and threw it in the woods. <laughs> wow, I have a lot of friends who've done that. That's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It makes me feel like I fit in. I see that you have many scrolls. Do you like to learn? Yeah, um, uh, out of character note, um, Philippa has the Documency Satchel, which is a satchel that can send documents like a, like, like a fax machine. <gasps> uh, and it's basically like linked up to her university so that she can like write reports and send them when she's studying remotely. Is... Is Nobi here? As you say that, I think all of you on the mountain hear the distant sound of the moist signal. Which means the governor has awoken from his nap uh, and is, is, is asking you to gather back at the lodge and also warning the people of Grendel to take cover inside their homes. Uh, but you assume that he's he was using Nobi as a pillow this entire time and has woken up and is probably giving him a snack right now. Nobi loves that. That's fine. I am very glad that we currently have two two wet and two dry party members when the signal has gone off, because it would have been a real shame to mess up the balance of perfectly moist. We'd have had to we'd have had to re- redo the signal. You you might you know your humidity rating might change. Uh, Philippa is a wild card. She could be wet. She could be dry. <gasps> Who knows? Oh goodness, this is too volatile. I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> On work time, you you you'd be dry on work time. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to invest in some wet hobbies. Yeah. Oh, alternative. What if Arze just gets even drier? <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> you must balance the scales, Arze. Just Arze just shrivels up, shrivels up, and gets blown away by the wind. Yes, you shrivel up because you got drier. Good, done. <laughs> Dehydrated Arze. <laughs> Oh no! Coming down the mountain, uh, you see ahead of you group. Uh, there is a good neighbor in the cemetery. Uh, one arm is a shovel, uh, and the other arm is, I think, like a a rib 
split what's, not, what's it called a rib stretcher you know when they do autopsies on bodies they like hold the chest cavity open to remove the organs oh dang um it's a pretty it's a pretty gnarly looking robot more so even than the uh the chef robot and the barber robot which were very sterile i think probably their, their blades were gleaming and clean this thing looks like uh more dirty and at home in the cemetery and it's just digging a random hole it's not at a grave not for any particular purpose it's just digging a deep hole um, not to be a one-trick pony, but if I uh, wanted to conjure an animal at this point, I have I've been thinking about this since our last fight, and conjure animal says that I can summon something into an unoccupied space, and the list here says that uh, a killer whale is an animal I can summon. Oh no! And an unoccupied space arguably is the space directly above the robot. <laughs> So here's here is some advice for being on Dice Funk. If you make the argument to Austin that it might not be what the rules say, but it would be really cool, <laughs> you can usually break Austin into letting you do things. Not to talk myself out of a cool moment, but I did just also find out that it's actually challenge rating three, and so it would be too high for me to be able to summon. So I, I'll again I'll back don't off mention from this. that. Don't don't <laughs> tell Austin that. Hey, I'm trying yeah. to win the fan vote. I want to go by the rules, at least yeah. here. <laughs> oh, playing by the rules will not win win you anything. Okay, I summon I Do summon cool four shit. killer whales in the air above Grendel. <laughs> A meteor storm of whales. Yeah, I think that the technical answer to your question is that the spell specifies unoccupied, and if you're playing on yeah. graph paper, the room, the square mm-hmm. that the ca- character's on is ah, occupied. Above, that's above a good them. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not doing the reenactment of the famous movie Snowy with a chance of whales, you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to reference anything else. You someone dropped a shark on an opponent in season three. That was a famous moment. <laughs> I would like to summon two giant spiders then to web it up. Ooh, all right. Yeah, there is actually a spell called spider web, uh, and I believe the spiders probably can already also do an equivalent of that. So let's just mm-hmm. do those rolls. Spider web. It's called Web. <laughs> Dexterity save. And I, I am now out of my conjure animal slots, so I will be uh, being more varied from here on out. All right, so mm-hmm. a thing you're about to learn by seeing my rolls is that the robots have far less dexterity than they do strength, so... Uh, eight. The robot is all webbed up. Uh, nice. Uh, it's still obviously functional, but as you come down the mountain, uh, you see Philippa summon two spiders, which begin covering it in web, and the web gets in its joints. The web's like sticks the uh, shovel to a tree here, or you know, its like arm gets caught on a mausoleum, and it's all all cocooned up here. And uh, Philippa would say to slime, like turning to slime, would sort of raise her eyebrows to be like, gonna. You know, we're in on this, this this thing here, gesturing and going, uh, their butts make s- silk. Thank you for that inf- information. I did not know that. It's a, I like you. It's a cool butt. I thought I thought you would like a, a cool butt. Uh, okay. Thank you for the butt information. Philip is slightly deflated by the lack of reception and, and uh, you know. What? I I, <laughs> I responded very enthusiastically. Slime said thank you. That is the height of enthusiasm. She's just still getting re- used to slime. That's it. Like ah, okay. she's not it's not like her day is ruined. She's just a little bit like, oh, okay. Neelith will let her know that this is, this is excitement from slime. Then she's consoled like not as excited as she was, but she gets that to have different expectations next time. I see you are a connoisseur of 
collecting information. <laughs> I enjoy this. May I eat your brain when you die? Um, I mean, I suppose I won't be using it. Yeah, why not? Oh, wonderful. Embrace eternity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Mass Effect shit, you nerd. I know. <laughs> I caught you. You're busted. <laughs> <laughs> You've been nerd busted. Well, having sex with slime is very much similar to embracing eternity. Uh, yeah. So. Mm. Shout out to Billie Eilish's mom. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Billie Eilish's mom plays Samara in Mass Effect. <gasps> what? <laughs> Are you serious? That is the correct response to that information. 100%. That is insane. <laughs> you might say she's the bad guy. No, Duh. I wouldn't say that. I would say I would say she didn't come out of nowhere. All of her family are extremely important industry people. Oh. Wow. Anyway. Still. Yeah, but but bad bad guy. So Sun Moon Star says, I'm gonna fill in this hole. I hope you have a good day at work. And she gives you a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> I will obtain more body parts to please you, my love. <laughs> Only if you want to. I want to. Now go, I must protect you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you so chivalrous. I think you do see some moon stars consider that uh, like for a moment, like there's a visible uh, uh, expression on their face, like yeah, I am pretty excited about new body parts. And I think about it, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, yeah, she gets back to work filling in this big hole. Do I have like? I was wondering if I could detect these anyway, but like like where where the others are, but I. I I guess they're not, they're just completely not animals, so I wouldn't mean. Well, there is no ambiguity about where the good neighbors are. There's one for each of the major uh, figures oh, in town. Oh, right, of course. They yeah, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And besides, we, 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 yeah. we're still on our way to answering the, the call of the moist, so yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, you've, you've arrived right in the middle of a lot happening. It's been, it's been, it's been. A, a day. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <That's>, escape. <laughs> that's okay, I'm... I just need a I need a reason to be looking around town anyway. I I mean that's that's good. This is definitely an adventure that is probably gonna take us to all of the major hotspots <laughs> in, in town, other mm -hmm. than presumably the place where I let them out from. Um the place that I got the screaming spinning tops. Yeah, you've told the party about that and also that there's an obelisk there which uh you if given the right knowledge or uh, material you could interact with so there's every yeah. chance you'll go back there um so um n nice to to meet you I probably should have asked sooner are you here for anything specific um we're about to get snowed in for probably a while are you 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 just passing through or I'm uh looking for something um but I'll know it when I see it don't worry okay and it's here, presumably? Yeah, it was for a friend. Okay, well, well uh, welcome. I hope you are ready for a very cold and isolated couple of months where you can't really go anywhere. I've uh, been living with frost giants for nine months on a mountainside. Uh, mm. Okay, 
comparatively less isolated. Making up stories about cultures that don't exist to entertain them. So they don't eat me. Did, did, did they know they didn't exist? Or was... was No, no they just like good stories. But, um... I'm happy to be back in Grendel. I'm. I mean, you're you're less likely to get murdered for not telling a story about a fictional warrior here. That's something. I'll I'll take what I can get. We do have occasional ghost problems. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of ghosts here recently. Did you bust it? Uh, we 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 did our best to bust it. Did it feel good? It did feel good. I'm glad. As I was mentioning <laughs> earlier, this is the back end of one of the holidays in town, Young Day. And it seems that the festivities went by fairly well, though it looks like we're just straight back to work afterwards. No real time for rest. Yeah, the holidays always go by too fast. Speaking of the Young Day uh, celebrations and the prizes you won, Neilith, our audience uh, helpfully informed us that the toys you were referencing are called gonks, mm. uh, and they are, they originated in the United Kingdom in the 1960s. I have a see this. Page this is why I wasn't sure if any of you would know what I was talking about because they feel very British. Yeah, they are explicitly yeah. so, and even if they are, should still reference them. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's what I thought until you all didn't know what eaten mess was. <laughs> when I heard when I heard that bit, I was scandalized. <laughs> you didn't know. This looks like the type of toy that's on that one YouTube channel where it's an old English guy playing with random toys. You're talking about Ashens, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not Ashens. It's a different person. It's an even older guy, and he's like, "Oh, I I went to the to the blah today." And you're talking about you're talking about the uh, you're talking about the the Grand Illusions channel. Yeah, you're talking about him. Yeah. Oh. I think so. I, and he's like and th- and you've just seen the the most interesting little thing right here and he like winds like a toy and it turns into a flower and then shoots a gun or something. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. He has like the endless like uh, endless snake in a can sort of thing that he had had made um and stuff like that. Yeah, I know which is it's the I believe it's the Grand Illusions YouTube channel in particular. And it's just this old man. Oh, I, I do also know this guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So If you ever want to Truly relax. It's an old man playing with toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dice Funk, the most informative actual play D&D podcast on the internet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Neilith, you're showing uh, the rest of the party your gonk, which is uh, the egregore. I, I'm putting I'm putting the gonk on the spinning top so that if I spin the spinning top, it now seems like the gonk is screaming. Okay, well, <laughs> it's great that you you uh, have invoked the Beyblade because you don't know exactly what it does, but now that you've put something on it, uh, we are going <gasps> to roll here uh, intelligence oh. to see if you can. Uh, I guess you would say twig. What's going on? That is not American slang. I've learned that from you. It's always it's. You learned that from watching me, did you? <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Crunch! No fucking way! <laughs> I told you, 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 you need to stop Jesus. prompting Laura what? to roll Austin. She's going to ruin you, and any any <laughs> mystery will be immediately uprooted by we'll Neelan's impenetrable accuracy on her rolls. <laughs> okay, so you drop the gonk onto the Beyblade just 
to see what happens. Uh, the Beyblade immediately expands uh, to a, a much bigger size here, uh, three feet in diameter, one inch thick, and it floats three feet off the ground because it is Tensor's Floating Disc, <gasps> a iconic Ooh. D&D spell. But there are three of them, uh, which you can use. Uh, so it was going to be basically like three uses of them per arc, but with a crit, you just have three discs you can deploy whenever you want. They can each carry, uh, let's see here. Oh God, it's so much. 500 pounds. So 1500 pounds added to your carrying capacity. Oh my God. <laughs> but they do scream the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. <gasps> I can use these maybe to transport the obelisk. Mm. <laughs> also, I will say that, that there are some uh, normally some rules about the floating disc about like it needs to be 20 feet away from you and then it follows you and uh, can't cross elevation changes. Uh, I'm going to say because you crit specifically, I'm going to be very flexible about that. Um, normally, if you had rolled like, you know, a 12 or something, I just do floating disc as written, but you crit. So I think you, you can absolutely, uh, we can get a little silly with these things. Oh, this is going to make, this is going to make getting ingredients from the farm back to the restaurant so much easier. Mm, that's, that is, yeah, fantastic. Good gosh. And I get, yeah, I guess Philippa, like either, either leaning in very close or yelling very loud would be like, tensors float. Like maybe you can't hear it, can hear it even. I don't know. Like just like tensors floating disc. Um, yeah, I think as soon as it's realized that like, oh, these things are going to keep screaming, even though I've worked out what they do now. Um, <laughs> I think that Neelith is going to very quickly put them away and be very hesitant to get them back out. I don't think Neelith is great with that's a, that's a big scream that won't stop. I don't think that's Neelith's back. <laughs> there has to be a drawback to how powerful these are. It's just that <laughs> your character is annoyed. Yeah. It is 100% they're like, oh, oh no, this is a sensory nightmare. This is very bad, very bad, very bad. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, so you pick up the uh, Egregore Gonk and that immediately stops the screaming. Once there's nothing on them, that turns the screaming off, I will say. Um, and so you can put them back in your bag. I would say hold the gonk now though you look across the village to the governor's lodge and you see the egregore itself oh uh it, it is not moving it appears to be frozen mid uh wrestle with one of the good neighbors specifically the the governor's good neighbor it, one of its hands is a, a a fountain pen and one is a big rubber stamp um, and it, it was like wrestling the egregore uh, and was defeated, at which point the egregore became non, uh, you know, ceased being uh, animated and is basically a statue. But it, they are frozen like a, a, a like a like a like a Greek sculpture of two boys wrestling at the Olympics. Oh, hey, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Those lovely homoerotic sculptures we all enjoy so much. Mm -hmm. The um. I was going to say, like, so does the rubber stamp say approved or or denied on it, though? Well, there's a word I'm, I'm searching for specifically when they put something, when they, like, the table something for later, but I can't remember what it's called. Is it, is it blocking the door, I guess? No, they're, like, in the front yard. Okay, also, okay. I just I just looked this up. Apparently, uh, table is the official term yeah. for the parliamentary procedure. There's not, like, a fancier word for it. I thought table was, like, informal, and there was, like, a long Latin word for it, but... No, no. It's <laughs> tabled. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. 
po- yeah, postponed temporarily, I guess, but is the mm. other term, but right po- I, yeah i think postponed I th- yeah in the hbo adaptation it'll, it'll say postponed <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah Aze will just sort of look at the egregore and the gonna just be ah uh, that must have been what spurred the call can i, I like pet the egregore <laughs> like like good job like good job buddy Philippa has no context for this giant uh, monstrosity of made from a bunch of different stuff, which seems to have fought one of these robots, but it seems like it's on your side, so you give it a little pat-pat. I, I would like to just give it a little encouraging pat, that's all. On the dead body leg? Uh, why not, you know? Why not? Yes. Honestly. Uh, we had it head inside. Go, go find the governor. Yeah, you open uh, the the doors to the lodge, and you see inside the the governor is uh, seems actually like exhausted. Like their clothes are his clothes are like stained with sweat, and he's like fanning himself profusely. And there's also just a mess of paperwork. It seems like he's like rapidly trying to sign decrees, being like, "I do so declare the robots must stop." <laughs> but like <laughs> that does not it doesn't do anything. It just like, he's just trying to do his job, um, and so he has a bunch of those edicts. Uh, but he also seems really tired out. Um, there's also, there's more to discern about the situation, but what, what do you do? Discern how, just like a perception check or something? Exactly a perception check, yeah. Aze will use his normal eyes, not a special eyes, rather, to, uh, observe the matter. And, uh, Aze rolls a 24. <laughs> Nine, I don't know what's going on. Uh, eleven. Four. Aze, you got a 24, so I'll actually give this to you in character, is that uh, you spot a piece of broken glass on the ground. As you come in, it's like on the other side of the room, but you just that's the thing you notice. But no other context with a, uh, only a 24 and an 11. Everything all right, given the circumstances, Governor, as he, and Aze's going to be walking towards the broken glass. Obviously not. The, the genius has unleashed a plague upon us. Um, in the genius's defense, I might have unleashed the plague, but in my defense, they were called the Good Neighbor Initiative. I thought they'd be good neighbors. You're always full of defenses. Good good neighbor! (laughs) How could good neighbor be bad? I mean, this is how good neighbor could be bad. So Philip is still catching up on this bit, and she'd she'd be like, uh, so you and your friend made this... You and your friend made the robots. No, no, I didn't make the robot. I went looking, I went looking for our friend and couldn't find them. And then um, a thing asked me if I wanted to activate the Good Neighbor Initiative. And good neighbors sound like good. That sounds positive and lovely and nice. And so I said yes. And now there's robots. Speaking as someone who once tried to do good, but really was just controlling. It seems as if this was good intentions gone poorly you all are naive the genius has tricked all of us your affections are misplaced hey hey okay the genius is <laughs> okay <laughs> hey the the genius is good of heart um when i definitely 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 didn't have to confront my living nightmare um the genius was very was very was very good and helpful and nice and supportive and a friend their door recognized me as not a bad person, therefore everything's fine. 
I trust them. I don't know them, so my affections are in the right place. I like you, Gigi. Sorry, Mr. Governor. And then she winks. Because like, <laughs> it's a new promotion that she just heard, heard about today. Clearly, Miss Heck, you're the only one I can trust here. So I'm promoting you to the official liaison from the governor's office to the Moist Watch. I need you to accompany them to apprehend this criminal. And he finishes writing uh, the, the edict he has in front of him, which is an arrest warrant for the genius of Grendel. Why have you appointed a stranger to be in charge of people who have been in the job longer than her? them? I have known Miss Hex since she was very young. I taught her everything I know, which makes her the second smartest person in Grendel. <laughs> so wait, I have to help these people to arrest their friend? For robots? This will also give you ample opportunity to search for the frost giants missing pebbles, was it? Yeah, I will. I don't know it when I see it. I hope you enjoy having your next meal slightly lukewarm. <laughs> Neelith, that wounds me, but I trust that when this is all o- when all of this is over, you will see the genius as I do. I hope you'll see them as I do. I don't say this often, Mayor, but your actions are illogical and seem to be lining up with different intentions. How dare you? I am not the mayor. The mayor is a democratically elected position. We choose our leader by sortition, and I have dictatorial authority. Um, I think Philippa like, maybe puts her back slightly to the governor and says, Come on, Moistwatch, let's go arrest your criminal friend now. And winks at them. Winks at them There is no evidence our friend is a criminal. We're, we're very ready to do that. Let's go arrest your friend anyway, even if there is no evidence, because that is what the governor wants, and that's all that matters. And she winks again, but like harder. <laughs> it is your job to collect the evidence. That is how we do things. Although we do not have a penal system here. We don't have so much as an oubliette to house them. So uh, also on your journey, in addition to arresting this criminal, also I'm going to need you to brainstorm an entire justice system. If you could do that for me. During all of this, um, during all of this, Neelith is just whispering to Slime. Uh, so you know that, that, that sarcasm thing I told you about? That's, that's what's happening here when with the, with the, well, that's what Philip is doing. Ah, y- y- Yes. Maybe seeing that Phil- maybe seeing that Slime's been given a clue, uh, Philip is like, "Okay, let's leave this place and go and arrest your very bad friend. We all agree is bad." Yes, arrest the genius of Grendel. That's order number one. Order number two: decide what to do with them. Order number three: defeat any of these good neighbors you find upon your path. Thank you very much. Don't worry. Moist watch, comrades, I have a plan. Well, that's good. We should go enact it. Moist watch away. (laughs) As you all uh, open the lodge doors and go to leave, I think the governor holds out the arrest warrant to Philippa specifically, just to hand it to you. Uh, Yeah, I think she'd take it, but just really like, no, she's not happy about that. Yeah, when you reach out and take it gingerly, the governor leans forward and just says to you, a word of warning. This is the second person close to the mystic Aze who has gone missing. 
The first person was never found. Keep an eye out and don't turn your back on it. of red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow and I turn round and there you go and Michael you would fall and turn the white snow red and strawberries in the summertime